0: Hi, welcome back. I'm your host Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken Strength Under Control. Did you know that you all have been called to be a light in this dark world that we're living in? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Um, you know, thank you for tuning in. It is going to be a treat here because I've just been so excited to talk about this, um, the topic that I have for tonight. But it just seems like it's been a while since I've actually been on by myself. Um, And to some extent, that's true because last month, you know, I wanted to celebrate and spotlight women that I believe were making history for Women's History Month. And I did two shows a week all month. And it was a lot of fun, but it was tiring as well. So I'm just grateful and thankful for those who were able to listen and for those who were a part of the podcast episodes that contributed something positive for that. I'm just so grateful and so thankful for just so many different things. As you all know, I've moved I'm in my own place now and God has just been doing some amazing things for me. He's still opening doors, even doors that I didn't even know to even ask to be open. He has opened them. And so it has truly just been a very unique time. Um, Just very grateful and so thankful for everything and everyone who has you know, just kind of stepped up. Who have called to be encouraging along the way? Um, you all know that I am the Google Queen, so you know, I thought it would be kind of interesting. So we just separate. We just celebrated Resurrection Sunday for most Easter, um, and before we even got to Resurrection Sunday. I was trying to figure out what I would talk about, but it was so interesting because God dropped in my spirit, the two robbers and the thieves as they're talked about in the word. And I thought that was interesting because I was just like, yeah, nobody ever talks about the two thieves. And so today I'm going to talk about the two thieves and one decision. And when I get to the end of it, you'll know what the decision really and truly is. Um, And so I'm just going to give you a little backdrop on certain things before I actually go right into what I'm going to be talking about. So now we know that there was two thieves and Jesus, three crosses. Crucifixion was torture. It was leather spikes or straps that were used to hang a condemned man on a pole. The victim could actually survive for days with excruciating pain. Death usually came by suffocation. When hanging by his hands, the victim lost the strength to draw another breath. So now that right there was just like, wow. So I thought it was interesting that the person nailed to the pole could survive for days, but they would be in so much pain. Now, if they could survive for days, what was it really like for Jesus? That's just mind blowing in itself. If, They could survive for days like that. And so let me just give you this. One man died with guilt in him and on him. The second man died with guilt in him, but not on him. The third man died with guilt on him but not in him. I know that was a mouthful. I had to go back and reread that again myself because I was just like, whoa, okay. That's deep right there. But in Roman Catholic religion, the person that is described that confesses their sins to a priest were titled penitent and impenitent. A penitent person um, is, a penitent individual would be feeling or showing remorse for something. The impenitent person is someone who is not sorry for what they've done. Now, we always hear about the two thieves. We knew that there was one to the left and one to the right of him. And so some had given them names, even though their names are not mentioned in the word of God. Um, But Dismas was a thief that was on the cross to the right of Jesus. And Justice, G-E-S-T-A-S, was on the cross to the left of Jesus. Now, Jesus being our high priest. So that's who we repent and confess our sins to. Like we don't have to go to a priest to confess our sins. We can go straight to the Lord and repent and confess our sins. And so now y'all know soon as things just kind of strike me, I start looking, I start Googling cause I'm, I told y'all I'm the Google queen. So now I had to, I wanted to understand because I knew that there was some significance to the left and the right. And so, of course, you know, before I got on here, I was just like, okay, well, let me get this part of the background. So the left or right could sometimes represent position or direction. Okay. I'm going to let that, I'm gonna let y'all marinate on that. Position or direction. So the left can mean that which remains, to leave, condemned, judgment, foolishness, and I must let y'all know how that ties into to justice. The thief that was on the cross to the left of Jesus. Right could mean, which is correct, authority, saved, salvation, wisdom. The right also represented the symbol of strength. And I'm going to let y'all know how that ties to the thief that was on the right of Jesus. And so now, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go into my content. Okay, so the first thief justice. He was on the left. He was angry. So now he died angry. He was angry with Jesus. He was one of the ones who shamed him as Everybody was yelling, you know, crucify him and all that other stuff. He was one of those ones that was chiming in on it. He was angry with Jesus for being unable to help himself or anyone else. So he died with his own sin in him and on him. Now, that sounds like most of us. You know, you done did something crazy and you know, you need to repent, but you get mad at God and be like, okay, well, why did you allow this to happen? That's the first thing we start doing. Lord, why you allow this to happen to me? And we go in the opposite direction because we're upset. Understanding that if he brought us through something before he going to bring us through whatever it is that we're facing right now. Right. But this thief was angry. And he literally challenged him on the cross. He said to him, if you're the Christ, then why don't you save us? Save yourself, save us too. Even though he knew he was wrong and he was being punished according to what he had did. So his punishment justified him being on that that cross, on that tree that day. But he was angry because he didn't want to take ownership. He didn't want to be accountable or responsible for the fact that whatever the crime was that he committed that was punishable in that retrospect of how he was being punished he didn't want to take responsibility for it he wanted a way out of it and so I kind of feel like a lot of times that's how most of us do when we get into something that We don't want to go through the process of it. We want a a different way out. We want an easier way out. So, of course, you know, it's like, okay, Lord, you know, we start bargaining with God. I don't know about y'all, but this is a transparent moment for me. Uh, Yeah, it's been plenty of times. Lord, if you let me get out of this situation, I promise you I'm going to do A, B, C, D, and E. And I know most of everybody that I know have said those things to God. It's almost like you, you trying to negotiate your way through the process. That's not how God works. If you're going through something, it's for a purpose and it's for a reason. So just go through the process. But this thief didn't want to. He wanted to get off that cross. He didn't want to he did not want to be punished for whatever crime he committed, even though it was justified him being on that cross. So now the second thief, at first he was just like the first one. He joined in with the others who ridiculed and insulted Jesus. Now that's usually how the crowd works, but you always have one or two maybe that realize and recognize, Hey, this, this, this is not cool. This is not something that we really should be doing here. So, you know, they do it, but he was just like the other thief. He was ridiculing. He was insulting Jesus. But then when darkness came over the land, it was just almost like in an instant, he had a change of heart. And so when the first thief said to Jesus, if you're Christ, save us, save yourself for that matter, this, the second thief said to him, don't, do you not fear God since that he was actually under the same sentence? He finally recognized who Jesus was and asked him to remember him and Jesus's response was today, you will be with me in paradise. And so isn't that like most of us? So, you know, when you have made a mistake, you've wronged someone you've taken ownership and you go back and you apologize and you ask for forgiveness is because you realize that you know that you were wrong. And so could it have been the fact that the second thief realized, yeah, we, you know, we didn't have no business doing what we was doing. He didn't do anything. Now, nobody ever told him that. Didn't nobody tell him that Jesus didn't do anything. And I thought it was so unique That God would allow his son to die in between two thieves. That there would be two thieves on. And so the significance of that was. It was an attempt to degrade Jesus to a thief and a rebel. Jesus took upon himself the worst of everything on the cross that day. And so. Now, interesting, when he asked him, you know, to remember him, he had a change of heart. And isn't it just like God to still love us, to still forgive us when we repent and come to him and confess before him, um, to still show us forgiveness, to still show us mercy, to still... Because we're not really deserving. And so forgiveness of sins and eternal life is given to anyone who believes in Jesus. So that day, that second thief who had a change of heart, who realized and recognized who was there with him, asked him that question. And That was the thing that moved him. It moved Jesus, even on the cross, to let him know. He going to show him mercy. He going to show him forgiveness that he was not going to die and not be with him. And so his faith alone in Christ determines. I take that. Let me back back up. Faith alone in Christ determines our eternal destiny. So he didn't even have a whole lot of time to figure it out. He didn't have no time to get it together and none of that other stuff before he asked God to remember him. We have time. Well, not really. But again, we have more time than he had. He was on the cross to the right of him. And so the second thief had no time to clean up his life. He had no time but to believe in Jesus. And in his simplest expression of faith, Jesus assured him of forgiveness. The judge of the heavens lifted the guilt from the second thief's shoulders and placed it on jesus instead our sin bearer so now he done did something wrong he on the cross punishable and justified in the punishment and even on the cross jesus took his guilt and bore it on his shoulder Now, I don't know about any of y'all, but that right there in itself, I had to just sit with that for a minute. Because it's daily that as we confess and make a confession before the Lord, that everything that he went to the cross for, he, he went to the cross for all of the stuff that we would confess. He already went to the cross for it. And so... In that moment, when he asked him to remember him, he took everything that that thief was dealing with and bore it right there on the cross. Thirdly, Jesus shouldered the guilt of the world that day. He died with the weight of the world's sin on him, but not the slightest wrong In him. He knew no sin became sin and went to the cross and died for our sins, even though he did nothing wrong. And so three days later, he rose from the dead to show his death was tragic, but not a mistake. The judgment of God fell upon him, not us. And that's all of us. That's all of our stories. Most of us will respond either like the first thief or as the second thief. But it's not the words that make the difference. It's the faith that does. And so, interesting, like, how you could have the response of the first thief where you're feeling some kind of way because you feel like God let this happen to you. And so you don't really want nothing to do with the Lord at the moment. You just like, okay, no, nope, I've been there, done that. There were so many different things, so many different stuff that I got my own self into and would get mad at God because it was just like, you gonna let this happen. You allowed that to happen. Well, how come this happened? Why did you pick me for this? You know, and so when I would get tired, didn't want to be bothered, you know, question my relationship with the Lord. Those were the things that I would do. I would just walk away from God. God would never leave me. Even in those lowest places, he was still right there with me and he would show me that he was still right there with me. And then there would be an opportunity for me to repent and turn from that. And God would forgive me and allow me to keep on going. And so when I tell you that that in itself is just an overwhelming thought to think that even the times when I left him, He never, he has never left me, but he gave me an opportunity to turn from the direction that I was going in and turn back towards him. And he welcomed me with open arms regardless. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of God that we talk about. That's the kind of God that says in his word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. So all the times that I forsook him, he never forsook me. And when I tell you, like, literally. I had to just sit with some of this stuff when I started to do the research and the background for it, because it was just like, man, you know, how in the world, how in the world? Could you just have someone love you that much? We can't even begin to fathom or understand the depths or the lengths of the love that he has for us. Because if it had not been for his love, Jesus wouldn't have been able to do what he did over 2000 years ago for us. So now in Isaiah 53, 12. That was 700 years before God declared through Isaiah that his son should be numbered with the transgressors. The Holy One of God would be numbered with the unholy. That was before he ever came. That God had already revealed that to the prophet Isaiah. This is what was going to happen. So God has a purpose for everything. Jesus was crucified with two thieves to fully demonstrate the unfathomable depths of shame into which he descended. You know, he was born into a he was born in a barn surrounded by the beasts of the field. And now at his death, he is numbered with the. The ones that refuse of humanity. Thieves. The Savior numbered with transgressors to show us the position he occupied as our substitute. We are as filthy rags, not even worthy, but he did it anyway. So he came into this world (laughs) in a barn around animals. There wasn't even a proper place for the king of kings to be born in. And then he died for our sins like he was a criminal and he wasn't. So. Jesus being crucified between two thieves, you know, I titled this two thieves. Equal one decision. Well, if by now you haven't guessed or figured it out, the one decision is love. Even on the cross, both thieves had an opportunity to get, to repent, to be forgiven. But only one made a decision. And that was the one who was with the Lord. He said that he would remember him. That he would be with him that day. In paradise. And the other one was left to his demise. Because he was angry. He was upset. He had He knew he was wrong. Been caught in the wrong. Clearly. Or it wouldn't have been on the cross. But he wanted to find a way out of. His wrong. And I don't care what anybody says. Or anybody tells you. You. There's no way around it. If you've done something wrong, whatever the consequences of that, of your action, you're punishable. It's punishable. So if you go out and kill somebody and get caught, you're going to jail. Might do life, might get death, depending on what state you're in. I'm just saying but whatever the crime is and the punishment fits. Sometimes it doesn't fit the crime, but then the most of the time it does. There's laws. We are all governed by law. So they were being punished according to what they did. And back then crucifixion was your punishment. So now Five things that we can learn from the thief on the cross is we all must make a choice regarding Jesus. One believed and one mocked. And the one that mocked him also rejected him, just like his own people mocked and rejected him. We get to choose. We get to make a choice to believe in him or not. Now, I don't know about any of y'all. I would rather be on the side to believe than the not. I mean, I don't know about any. I'm not trying to go to hell for nothing or nobody. And truth be told, I don't know what hell is like. Don't want to know what hell is like. And I ain't trying to go. So, Again, we get to make a choice. No one is beyond hope. Even those that are far from God still. He will still forgive. He will still love. He will still receive you. You have an opportunity which takes you back to that choice. So now when we die, we go directly into Christ's presence. Many wonder when they die, what happens to them? God wants us to live and face death with confidence, not fear. So when we die, we can look at it with confidence and not be afraid of the fact that, yes, this is a temporary the flesh is temporary. We're spirit beings with flesh. So it's a temporary thing. And we don't have to get caught up with the temporary because it's not eternal. It's temporary. Not everyone who receives Christ's free gift of eternal life. As we share the gospel, we should expect the same two reaction. Some will respond with saving faith and others will reject, not us, but him. Our role is to love and invite and the results are up to Jesus. Y'all can't be going around beating up people with the Bible now. Just you can't. That's not your job. Your job is to love and show Christ's love. It's up to God to do everything else that somebody plants a seed, somebody waters it. God gets the increase. That is a true concept. You just sow the seed. It ain't your job to water it and then watch God give the increase off of it. Your job is just to plant it. And I think what happens with most of us, especially from the church is You know, when somebody isn't doing what we think they should be doing, we're so quick to turn up our nose or we're so quick to pass judgment. That's wrong all day, every day. Regardless to what they are doing, how they're doing it, who they're doing it with, God still loves them. And that is between him and them. That has nothing to do with you at all. And so you have got to get out of the mindset of trying to scare people to Jesus. That's the wrong mindset, the wrong concept, because see what works for me may not work for you. Vice versa. And my relationship with the Lord is my relationship with the Lord. And who are you to come and tell me how I need. To be operating. I think what happens with most of us that are in the body of Christ, we forget that God brought us from some stuff, that we were delivered from some things. And I think I said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. Those same people that you are turning your nose up at, or you're looking down upon, or you're talking about behind their back. That could be your assignment. That could be, They could be tied into your blessing. They could be tied into the next place or phase of where God is trying to take you. And you done messed around and done ran off your blessing. Because God don't tell you or show you how he's going to do what he's going to do, who he's going to use when he do it, because he doesn't have to. Your job is just to trust him in the process that he knows what's best for you. And so, again, it's a free gift. Everybody not going to want it. I think a lot of times so many people run from what they don't understand because they don't understand it. And then to be truthful, the church the body so caught up inside them four walls that some of us just blend in with everybody else and they looking at us like, okay, well you ain't doing nothing no different than me. So why should I want to do what you doing? I know I'm just telling you the truth because been there, done that. I've also been offended and wounded by people that I thought was my brother and my sister in Christ in the church. So it's a free gift. And you don't have to beat nobody up over the head with the word of God, because that is one thing that is always going to be true. It's the same yesterday, today, and will be, Even after we long gone, going to still be the same. His word is always going to be the same. And he is his word. So it's okay if they're not willing to accept what you have to say. But maybe you weren't the person that's supposed to give it to them in the first place. And a lot of times we don't even think about that. Maybe you wasn't the person that was supposed to give the word. So they might've heard you and maybe they didn't receive from you in that moment because you came out of season and out of timing. So you got to be careful about trying to beat folks up with the word. And ultimately Jesus loves us. That's the decision. So now, Even on the cross, the thief that was to the right of him, who asked him to remember him. Even in his pain, he felt some type of compassion for him. Even though he had nails in his hands and his feet, They done pierced him in his side. He's bleeding. He's got a crown of thorns on his head to a point where he really wasn't recognizable, even up there. But he still showed some compassion and some love for him, enough to let him know that I got this. I got you. And you're going to be good. Same thing God is telling us. I got this. I got you. You're going to be good. Just remember that. Two thieves. One decision. And yes. Very true concept Alvita. The word is meant to humble us. All day every day. We have got to walk in a place. Where we remember that. It wasn't just yesterday that we was doing whatever it was that we was doing. And God loved us enough to accept our repentance and forgive us. And we need to extend that same forgiveness to others. Because you just don't know who's your assignment. And yeah, grace and mercy. Grace is unmerited favor. Ain't none of us worthy of it, but he gives it to us daily. And for that, y'all, I'm thankful because I don't even know where I would be without grace and mercy. Truthfully speaking. And so, you know, that's all I have. And honestly, nobody ever talks about the two thieves. They didn't really even have names. I think it was some people years back who, doing the research on them, gave them these names. But they really didn't have names. They were just known as two thieves. But there was a significance of, and there was a purpose for them. One to the left and one to the right, to let you know that. You can be in the middle, facing a decision. You gonna you gonna go to the left, which not gonna work in your favor, or you gonna go to the right, where there's authority, salvation, love. That's the choice. That's a decision. So, before I close out. Just want to let everybody know that if you haven't had a chance to, the second edition of my book is out on Amazon, Broken to be or not to be. That is the question. This platform are available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google, Spotify, Breaker and Apple, of course. I want to say thank you for tuning in today. I pray that you all got something out of it. Um if you are not following, follow. Follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, Podbeam, of course. Share. Like it. I'll follow you back so that you can be um abreast of what I'm doing when I go live, when there's a new recording. I'm so grateful and so thankful for you all. Um, Again, I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for tuning in. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.